Welcome to Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond podcast. My name is Vignesh Devaraj, an Ayurvedic doctor and holistic health coach. Each week we share wisdom or interview an inspiring personality to guide you become your healthiest self. Remember, your health is your greatest asset. If you are interested to learn about Agni and Ojas, which is the Ayurvedic approach for enhancing metabolism and vitality, I'm holding an online interactive webinar on the 27th of September. This will be an opportunity to learn about the fundamentals of Ayurveda in enhancing digestion, healthy eating habits, improving gut health, basics of Ayurvedic nutrition and steps to enhance vitality. According to Ayurveda, the whole purpose of any therapy is to protect the agni of a person. Please find the details of this webinar in the show notes of this podcast. In this episode I'm happy to have Nidhi Pandya, an Ayurvedic practitioner from New York, back for the third time in my podcast. And in this episode, we are discussing about the Ayurvedic approach for good postpartum recovery. Postpartum care is an underrated or neglected aspect when it comes to women's health. Here, we are bringing more understanding and awareness of the Ayurvedic approach to the life of a woman post-delivery. You will learn a lot of practical and easy understandable tips from Nidhi. Now we go over to Nidhi Pandya. Welcome back Nidhi Pandya. So happy to have you. This is the third episode that we are doing and I'm so looking forward for this insightful interview again. So thank you once again for being a part of my podcast. Thank you so much for having me Dr. Vignesh. It is always such a pleasure to talk to you. So today we are talking about postpartum. This is one of the most underrated topics when it comes to pregnancy and the life of a woman after she has delivered birth so i would like to know your take on this so okay uh, being a woman and also being a mother of two child you know i'm sure there is a lot of insights that you could bring on to this topic so not just being an ayurvedic uh, practitioner who teaches about ayurveda and also follows it but being a mother of two kids i'm sure there is a lot of new observations you can bring to this topic so i'm really looking forward so can you explain so what is postpartum and how should we you know looking at the current lifestyle that women are going through okay they have their jobs uh, okay they have this maternity leave and after the baby is born now they have to get back to work now in such a lifestyle now how should we redefine the lifestyle of a woman after the delivery right Right. And Dr. Vignesh, for that, it's very important for us to understand right now, the current trend that has become is, oh, if it's a natural part of your body, there's no modification required in lifestyle and diet. We, that's how we basically have operated, have started operating. So you have your periods, live normally. You've, you know, you've given birth to a baby, you've popped the baby out. Yes, there is maternity leave. But the focus of maternity leave is more so that you can look after the child for child care versus self-care. But the most important thing to understand is, right, just as you have a plant, for example, you have a crop and the crop has different cycles. You know that the crop needs more sunlight in a certain cycle. It needs more water in a certain cycle. Even though it's natural process, we understand the needs, for example, even a crop. Similarly, as human beings, one of the most important functions for health is homeostasis or keeping ourselves in a certain range of balance, right? Where we keep all our elements, all our numbers, which you see in a report in the West, uh, in a certain range. And we know that we are in balance. Now, what happens is every time we give birth, we kind of go off homeostasis for a little bit. 
there is a big shift that happens in our body. And if the most important function of health is homeostasis, which means we must do everything and anything we can for that self-care so that we can come back to homeostasis. Mm -hmm. And that is very, it's a very neglected, understated, not talked about concept. And Ayurveda does an amazing job of understanding what happens in a woman's body in postpartum, understanding the changes, as well as how to now rebuild her body again. Wow. So I think what we have to teach the current modern society is not about what to do new. It is about unlearn many of the things that are going on right now. And, you know, getting back to the basics, like how our ancestors were doing, or not just even ancestors, just two decades ago, how people were living. And to bring back that lifestyle is what we need today, I guess. You know, you're absolutely right. And the thing is that we are such an intellectual generation, which is actually a good thing and a bad thing sometimes, because we need explanations, things that were passed on and not questioned for generations. Now, because they were not passed on with the full answers, our generation wants full answers for why they should be doing what they should be doing. I've had two full postpartums um, done fully ayurvedically, and I cannot even begin to tell you how much my body has improved, even though it's, you know, it's gotten more years on it. It has improved. My tissues have improved. My digestion has improved. My skin, nail, hair quality, sleep quality, everything has improved. And I think for that, it's very important for the current modern individual to kind of slow down and understand what's happening in my body when I give birth. And that's what really I would like to start this with, if that's okay. Well, that'll be uh, really interesting. So can we start with what will be the protocol or the lifestyle a woman should keep in mind? And how should she prepare for a postpartum life after the delivery? Right. Absolutely. So uh, what we need to understand, right? I mean, let's look at the human body and all its components. The human body is made up of five elements, right? That's the, you know, it's in Chinese medicine, it's in Greek medicine, and the five elements being earth, water, fire, wind, and ether. And as building blocks, anything that's tangible, the building blocks are earth and water. They keep things, you know, they give us the solid tangible structure. Fire helps us to transform and metabolize anything from the most cellular level to our digestive level to our mind. Um, wind allows things from move, to move and get out of our system to things for, to be expelled. For example, even a, a baby, when you push a baby out, there is a sharp wind which allows you to do that with the contractions. And then there is ether space, which is where everything begins. So when we give birth, right, the elements that really come out of, the body, of, of your body, when you look at it in tangible terms, it's the baby, it's the amniotic fluid, it's the two essential elements of earth and water. And in place, there is this space created. There is this whole vacuum created inside our womb. Now, what, what fills vacuum first? You, know, you have a vacuum seal pack of chips. Mm -hmm. The second you open it, what's going to get into it first is air, exactly. wind, uh, so similarly, as you, we push the baby and now we have a bigger orifice, we have a bigger vaginal opening and you have space inside. The first thing that is going to enter your system is wind. Mm -hmm. And we all know that while wind facilitates movement and expulsion in our body, 
wind is also what leads to our depreciation as humans. Mm -hmm. You know, wind is as we age, your body has more wind. Now, if we allow that to happen right after postpartum, what's going to happen is that wind is going to travel everywhere in your body because now there is space. It's going to go into your nervous system, thereby creating postpartum depression and anxiety. It's going to go into the joints, thereby creating joint pain, even arthritic pain, all kinds of pain. People have gas and bloating. Not only that, right? New tissue that's formed, your agni is going to get affected. Your digestive fire is going to be kind of blown off by that wind. And with that volatile, dysregulated digestive fire, anything that you eat now is going to be residue, toxic waste. Your cellular, your, it's your cellular density. Wind is going to go and trapped in, get trapped in the, at the cellular level and lower your cellular density. The one thing I notice is people have a lot of flab after they give birth mm -hmm. because their cellular density has been affected by that wind. So all kinds of things can happen. The entire protocol for postpartum is based on minimizing that wind and allowing for the earth and water elements to be replenished in a systematic manner. And this also provides a tremendous opportunity for a woman to rebuild things that she didn't have even before. People actually get, you know, my grandfather who was an Ayurveda healer used to always say, if you do a postpartum right, it can cure you of the ailments you've been living with. And I can say very successfully that me, my five sisters, we've had two children each, and I think we're all in better shape and health after we've done our postpartums. Hmm. So how much time do you think is a good recovery period from an Ayurvedic point of view that you would recommend? Like sometimes, you know, a woman think, okay, I have to get back to my work. I have to get back to my duties and I have other duties to do. So what do you think is a practical minded time period that you would recommend? Right. Um, that's a great question. And of course, whether you have duties or not, this duty to yourself, I mean, we don't have a lot of children these days. It's not, we're popping, it's not like we're popping our babies every year. Uh, I would say it doesn't matter what is taking over at least 42 days. 40 days is technically what is really, really highly recommended for the strict protocol. And uh, we also know, right? I mean, most, argue, uh, most Ayurveda practitioners will believe it takes 40 days for all your seven dhatus, for all your bodily tissues to be nourished at that deep level. At the same time, even the West has understood that, hey, it takes six weeks for the demand and supply for your milk to be reset. So there is a great significance, even in other cultures, for the 40 days. There's a book called The 40 Days, actually, which mm -hmm. is not written by an Ayurvedic practitioner, which talks about why those 40 days are so important to rebuild your body. If you ask me, Dr. Vignesh, I did 40 days, took a little bit more care for the next three months. Mm -hmm. And then by the end of the year, got, you know, really got back into my normal lifestyle. So those 40 days are a very, very critical period. And then you ease in to your normal lifestyle after that in a very gradual manner. So uh, what would be the lifestyle that you would recommend for these 40 days? I mean, there are certain things that are non-negotiable that you must be saying. So what are these non-negotiable things for these 40 days? Yeah, that's a very good question. And, you know, of course, while the traditional protocol had 
a lot of things which may or may not be practical today. The few things that I would say that can still be done successfully by everybody is oleation, oiling. Hmm. Taila or oil is the antidote to wind. Uh, so getting your abhyangas. If you can't get a full massage, make sure you can oil your body, oil your navel, oiling your body regularly so that that oil can really seeps in, seep into subtle channels and protect your joints, protect your nerves, protect your cells at that level is a very important protocol for the mother. Uh, the other things that I would say is tying your stomach, veshtana or tying of the stomach, which now people have done in the modern world for other reasons was actually a, pres a prescribed practice in Ayurveda because you want to tighten that area and allow for the wind to reroute itself downwards. Mm -hmm. And so tying your stomach is non-negotiable. Um, not exercising for the first 40 days. You can do a little bit of arm movement, a little bit of arm exercises, that's fine. But otherwise, that's non-negotiable. Uh, and we're going to get to diet later. So I'm just going to talk about lifestyle, right? Staying indoors as much as possible, not exposing yourself to really rough wind because technically all your orifices, all your openings in your body are a little bit vulnerable after you've had the baby because there is space inside. It's going to attract wind. And so avoiding going outside or if you go outside wearing a beanie covering your ears, all of those things, that's a, I'm, I'm giving you the most, I'm like, I'm giving our audiences the most simplest things to do. Of course, the list is unlimited, you know, from everything from fumigation of, you know, fumigation uh, of your vaginal region to there's, there's unlimited stuff that is done. But I would say these and eating the diet protocol is non-negotiable. Get plenty of rest, protect your senses, oil your body, tie your stomach. I think, I think see, if you read the subsets of Vata Dosha, you have this dosha called Apanavayu. And the whole idea of Apanavayu, it has to, it is anuloma, it has to go downwards. I think this whole 42 days is to reroute that direction of that vata to, towards downwards. I think that's what you're trying to express with all these lifestyles. Yes, absolutely. And all of the other vatas can go out of balance because now the center of your body, you know, your womb region has space. And anywhere, right, that uh, even a small hole in the packet of chips, right, like even a needle prick from any angle is going to allow wind to enter. Mm -hmm. So when you have that vacuum, that space created because the baby is gone out, all the other orifices, whether it's your ears, you know, are going to invite wind. Mm -hmm. And that wind can get into your nervous system. It can get into other parts of your body, headaches, all of that. So you're right. Apana is the most important uh, vata to kind of reroute downwards. And also not allow anything else to get disturbed uh, because that's very, very likely for that to happen. Also, you know, sitting and one of the things that my mother used to be very careful about is sit with your legs close together. You know, keep, keep a Kegel position as much as you can sit because again, right, you're stopping for that. You're, you're preventing from excess wind from getting into your system. That's right. And when it comes to, I mean, one thing I would like to say here. In my practice, you know, uh, people would ask me, what is the best oil that I can use after the postpartum? And uh, when, when they ask for recommendation, there's this oil called Danvantaram Thailam. It is considered one of the best oil, especially for anti, 
vote for vata especially with the extreme vata condition danvantaram oil is one of the best that we can recommend and when it comes to the diet i mean i'm sure this is one of the areas that we need to really focus and they have to really uh, be disciplined to a great extent so where would you ask them to focus when it comes to the diet yes absolutely and you know uh, with that right when you said dhanvantari also the dhanvantaram kashaya mm. which is kind of easily available for after pregnancy because your uterus also needs cleaning so besides the wind the only other second thing is people can you know need that uterine cleaning mm. a lot of times old blood which can kind of you know just get stale get clotty all of that needs to be clean and dhanvantaram kashaya which is so great for that as well uh, for the vata rerouting for that is so recommended now about the diet right of course all the diet that we are doing should be focusing on rebuilding the earth and water elements because if they don't you're going to have really poor cellular density now people find this very counterintuitive where people are like hey um, you know i should be eating light because i want to lose weight but eating and they often start resorting to cold salads cold juices low calorie stuff all of the foods which to begin with aggravate vata and in that situation yes you will lose in the first 3 months you will become skinny and you will lose all your weight but your agni will be dead mm. in the long term anything that you eat now does not have a fire to be processed with and with that any excess food is going to lead to tissue which is not of great quality so keeping your fire up and eating good foods which rebuild your body in the right manner are extremely important and they go a really long way so all the foods are earth and water foods with good spices that will help to you to to rebuild your agni so whole grains using good amount of ghee using good amount of you know rice preparations the the sona masuri or the amba mori the right kind of rice rice gruels all warm and moist foods everything warm and moist with a lot of good spices and the good spices are like ginger and there are other whole list of spices when it comes to postpartum but dry ginger is a big one for postpartum and using those in your foods not going crazy about green leafy vegetables not going uh, crazy about your cruciferous vegetables not going crazy about your fr- fruits this is a time to really focus on just these three elements that and there is a whole list of teas preparations you know that can also be easily included does not matter where you live in the world because they're quite easily available i think once you balance it like that have a lot of milk because milk is jeevanya you are giving milk milk is going to go and nourish that portion of your body right away because you know you are a milk giving machine at that point essentially so milk and these foods good amount of ghee good amount of spices and you're good wow i think there is one thing that you said you know people uh, woman after the delivery she is so concerned about putting on weight so she goes to the other extreme of going to that kind of a diet and she loses weight at the expense of giving up the agni because once you once your agni is compromised your life is compromised and that's where they all have difficulty in recovery afterwards so on the other hand some women go to the extreme of you know putting on weight <laughs> so what can we recommend 
That is such a great point. That's such a great point. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Dr. Vignesh for that, even how you look after yourself during your pregnancy, right? When it comes to, uh, you know, for putting on, which does not mean that you put on, that you, you know, are careful about how much you put on. But today we have enough, you know, diagnostics where you can see how, what the baby weight is. I know when I had my second child nine years ago, you know, we could actually tell what the baby weight was each term. I didn't put on any weight on my arms, legs, nowhere my body did all the weight where it did during the pregnancy. And that kind of excess fat accumulation, which happens because for pregnant women, you know, a lot of daytime napping, a lot of daytime sleeping, sedentary lifestyle, because while you have to rest to take care of your body during your pregnancy, you're, that is not a time you're sick woman. You eat good food, you look after yourself, you perform whatever pranayam is prescribed to you and yoga sun. And if you look after your body during your pregnancy, you're not, and you keep your agni high and well, you're not actually going to encounter that problem. Mm. Plus, you, if you understand your body, right? If you understand, hey, my body, my body has more of a tendency to build. I mean, people call it kapha prakruti or vikruti. When you understand that, you moderate the quantities. You moderate the quantity. We always have to listen in to our bodies and our system. So you don't overdo it to a point where you can understand that this is going to lead to an imbalance on the other end. All of this is going to be eventually about tuning in, looking after yourself through the age, ages when you are in the conceptual age, through your pregnancy, and again, supporting it in postpartum. It can't just happen in one of these three phases. I see. And when it comes to, you know, some women are, um, after the delivery, they are so much, they want to get back to the exercising habit. Okay, especially if they are fitness freak before uh, getting pregnant. So what is the time that they can get back to their exercising? Okay, one is definitely for 42 days, you know, our exercise is minimal as just to move the arms and few things just to get some movement in the body. But after mm-hmm. that, what would be a right period that they could get back to a good exercise lifestyle? Of course, and a lot of people are not going to like this answer, right? So when I mean, it comes to... Our duty is to give the truth, not what people like. Right, <laughs> absolutely. I'm going to still do that. <laughs> so also understanding, right, that breast milk is formed from your preliminary tissue. Mm-hmm. You know, you eat food that the first tissue that's formed is going to support the production of your milk. And when people get into harsh diets, lots of exercise, you're actually depleting fluids, right? Like you need to have a certain percentage of fluids in your body to have good. And that does not mean drinking fluids always. It's usually good fats that support the fluid and good foods. But sweating it out, right? Sweating it out all the time, generating that excess heat and burning what could be used as breast milk is going to have an impact. Yeah. Exercise also, you know, ativyayama can lead to vata prakop, which means more exercise than your body can handle at that given point can lead to vata aggravation. You're coming back to the same problem. What I do like, like you said, is after the six weeks to start doing gentle yoga, restorative yoga till about three months. You know, where you're beginning, you're you're kind of, while your tissue is rebuilding, you give it some muscular structure by doing some restorative yoga, by putting, you know, some of that uh, back in your arms, back in your legs. And very gently, up to three months to build up that practice. 
from three to six months, honestly, Dr. Vignesh, I would still suggest only doing yoga, taking it one step at a time, taking it ahead. You can start going for some walks after, you know, some I would say after three months, preferably if you can, or even between six weeks and three months, depending on where you live, how windy it is, walk inside the house, walk outside the house. After, between three to six months, gentle yoga, uh, building it up and walking is fine. Anything which is going to make you sweat profusely, tire mm. you out tremendously, increase your heartbeat to a great level is all leading to that vata aggravation, which can wait till six months. I will tell you, I have never, I have never been uh, somebody who's had excess kgs after my pregnancies. I had, during my pregnancies, I only put on 12 kgs. I ate everything. I was very healthy. My babies were, you know, a good weight. After my pregnancies, I put on 20, 20 kgs, mm-hmm. maybe around, maybe 18, uh, because I ate all of that postpartum food. But because my Agni had done so well, it was so quick after those six months, between the six months and the year, it's not that I had to work very hard. It came back, back to almost where it started. And it's not something that I had to preoccupy myself with 24-7 because my body supported that journey. When your body is used to finding equilibrium, it's used to finding homeostasis. When you're not overly fluctuating throughout your life, you're not yo-yoing, your body understands your normal. You know, Dr. Vignesh, today it's been like maybe four or five years in the last when I have had a pretty much systematic lifestyle, right? And my weight does not fluctuate. I will go travel to countries, places, change my food, but it stays pretty much the same because your body likes its homeostasis. Mm-hmm. So give that to your body uh, before you even conceive give it to your body you know as much as you can even afterwards it will come back to normal don't worry about uh, a lot of those extra kgs of course keep them under 15 20 if you can Uh, you know that's also your monitor depending on how tall you are and after six months is when you can start a little bit more vigorous work because most people have kind of gone uh, partially off breast milk and introduced solid foods I think that's a great understanding that women could get this, especially those who are fitness freaks. I think first thing what they need to understand is there is a significant difference between fitness and being healthy. Fitness is all about being skinny and uh, having the musculature and you're looking, appearing to be attractive in the right costumes. But health is much more than that. You know, internally, your vitality is high, your agni is good, your ability to process the food that you eat, I think that's where we need to make a significant understanding that being healthy and being fit could be same, but there is a big difference in these two things. Such a big difference. I was so rightly said. I always say that, yeah, you're looking like a million bucks according to the whole modern way of how a woman should look and feeling like zero, you know. <laughs> so when you're feeling zero and you think, you're, I mean, it's just no point. At the end of the day, we do everything that we do for happiness, for feeling that vitality that you're talking about. And a whole generation is looking skinnier, but feeling older. Exactly. I mean, being skinny is the other opposite side of that. Yeah, that's another passionate topic that I'm about. <laughs> and, uh, in Ayurveda, we give this um, medicine called Shatavari Kuram. Mm. Uh, after the birth, you know, it really rejuvenates a woman and also it helps it's like a it helps to improve the quality of the breast milk that she gives to the baby also 
ஒரு <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you get Shatavari Kalpa everywhere. I mean, I think Indians have been everywhere in the world. I think pretty much all Indian groceries have Shatavari Kalpa. And like you said, right, the Kalpa is, is processed in a way to, to, to nourish you better. Exactly. And uh, yeah, that as well as there's a breast milk tea that I always suggest to everybody. The one thing, Dr. Vignesh, that I, I wanted to say here, which I forgot earlier, is, you know, there is, I, I always say don't drink plain water after mm. you deliver. you know i say boil four quarts in the morning of water with caraway seeds which are ajwain if you can get uh, dill seeds mm-hmm. if you can get uh, vidanga or ambelia ribs false pepper that's also ambelia ribs or false pepper and if you can get those and just boil four quarts of water with one tablespoon of each and just sip that throughout the day and it it's very, it's a very light tea it doesn't taste like anything it's going to support with breast milk production it's going to support with keeping that vata down it's also the ingredients in ripe water which is going to keep the colic of the baby down it's a win win tea i had that for 3 months i had not tried even touched plain water for 3 months you know mm-hmm. that traveled with me where i travel and it's not strong by the end of it i thought it was like water because i was so used to it mm-hmm. so um i highly recommend people uh, try and that these three are ingredients that are available pretty much everywhere Oh, that's great. So you, we can recommend that. And also avoid all frozen food and cold food. That's a definite no. Yes. Warm, moist, spiced. Mm-hmm. Only warm, moist, spiced. Nothing else. Those are the three benchmarks. Anything else that you would like to say here when it comes to the postpartum that you would advise women who are undergoing their pregnancy? Yes, absolutely. You know, your postpartum time is really... Uh, an unbelievably special time in your life i've experienced it um it's just for you disconnect from the world it's only about you and the baby and really plan visualize how you want to spend that time i suggest having music you know classical music songs make your room you know because you're going to spend a lot of time in that room if you do this right make it your temple uh you know find the audio tapes audio books that you want to listen to find make this time to connect with your babe, baby really closely and uh, it's only about self love and giving your baby that love it's the only time in your life as a woman you get to really have that great opportunity it's such a beautiful time when you know the world is waiting for you when you're done your job is waiting your friends it's nobody's running away anywhere this is your time make it a temple make it spiritual make it connective make it introspective follow the protocol use your oils um slow down and i i don't think you'll regret it i think it sounds more like a good quarantine time also with the baby <laughs> i'm not even telling I, i'm not i'm not even thinking about emotion i think the best times of my life was that the best time of my life for both my is i would say was was my postpartum one of my uh, professors used to say the more you are able to relax and rejuvenate during the postpartum period immediately 
the recovery will be much faster. Yeah, and your baby will be so much more cooperative and it's a bond that your baby, you may, active memory may not remember, but it will stay for life. Mm -hmm. And to have a positive association with your uh, postpartum and your pregnancy is huge. Yeah. It's huge. So yeah, and make it, make it to your liking, make it comfortable, you know, give it a good view. I, I had the best room with the nicest view for 40 days. I did it all. I went all out and pampered myself. Do it because what you feel as a mother is what you will be as a mother. Well, that's a fantastic advice. I think it, it, it's, a, it's like they have to really prepare for this postpartum, not just for the pregnancy and delivery, even they have to consider for the, you know, paschat karma, like how we call it in pancha karma, after the delivery, <laughs> what is to be done after the recovery period. So true. So true, Dr. Pignesh. Yes. Okay, thank you so much, uh, Nidhi. This was really uh, insightful. I'm sure many women could relate and also men who listen to this, they can prepare for the postpartum for their partners and how to get it. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Vignesh. And uh, hopefully I'll talk to you soon again. Sure, thank you. <laughs>